We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, so MILF Manor is a show where there are, I think there's eight moms, and they introduce them first. Excuse me, they're called MILFs? <sighs> Sorry, gotta, gotta give my they respects. They have eight MILFs. They have eight MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. We're recording the day before this comes out, which we never do. Yeah, we, uh, it's because I had a crazy week and Amelia was just very patient with me originally she was gonna do a solo episode and then yesterday we're like meh let's just let's just do it tomorrow hell yeah and here we are we did this thing on camera yesterday and we were gonna try to record like while we were like sitting in this like industry event but it ended up being too loud yeah anyway here we are what it was was like it's like a lens test like industry event so there were all of these cameras and lighting like it was, was just, just like pointed at us. My and most then favorite place to be. There were a bunch of people just like who work in this camera film industry, like looking at how these cameras work. And they're like fancy, expensive ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were just being observed, having a conversation and drinking wine. Yeah, we drank a whole <laughs> bottle of champagne. It was lovely. Well, and I didn't really realize what was happening. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. No, so. me either. So we were just sitting there and chatting, and then suddenly, like, there were a bunch of people around us talking. No one was paying attention to us. It was like we were just props yeah, in a bar or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I, like, my most favorite thing in the world is to be perceived. Yeah. So yeah. I was happy. I did want to say that I've seen everyone's, like, messages to me and to us and, like, the Discord about um, the conversation around, like, me moving in with Mr. Liz and the whole like rent mortgage title situation and um I appreciate everyone's opinion I got so many like really great insights and ideas and opinions and um like that was also my goal I just wanted to I call it like surveying like because I just want to gather as much information as I can and then like kind of like narrow down 
what might be the best option for me or and in this case for like me and Mr. Liz and what we kind of landed on is just like I still have seven months of my lease left so I'm gonna ride the rest of my lease out because I also just like don't want to like blow you know two months worth of rent and like potentially lose a security deposit because I don't know that's a lot of money so I'm just gonna ride out the rest of my lease and then um Mr. Liz has also never lived alone so like I also think it would be nice for him to have that experience at least for a little bit we also couldn't really come to like a full agreement where both of us were comfortable and happy so we're just like putting a pin in it for now and then once my lease gets closer to ending, we'll like revisit it and decide what we want to do. But I did want to share like my favorite advice from someone um, on our Discord server. So if you're not on our Discord, by the way, um, sometimes we don't run it. <laughs> it's it's fan run, uh, but we do still like lurk on there occasionally um, just to see what folks are talking about and maybe like what could inspire us for a future episode so this is like a post episode chat and what this listener said um was just like uh I owned my house before meeting my fiance and when I offered for her to move in we'd only been dating about six months the rent I charged at that time basically amounted to the following half average utilities half of the HOA fees and then half of the total interest part of mortgage payment when rounded to the nearest even whole number it was basically $500 a month total and then (laughs) and then they added I'm in the Midwest obviously Yeah. yeah that's not gonna happen here no it was a small fraction from what she had been paying to rent her own one-bedroom apartment critically I would not have agreed to repay any of that money if we had broken up because those are the costs and expenses that come with living in any place so I think that is like a very valid point yeah and it's I think it's like realistic you know like this is like what you would be paying anywhere Mm -hmm. you know half of the utilities half of the HOA and then half of the interest Makes sense. I think that is very fair and valid. Um, Now that we're engaged, we're splitting everything entirely proportional to income. And so we're paying into the equity together as well. And as part of our draft prenuptial agreement, she'll be entitled to the equity she accrues in the hopefully unlikely event of a divorce. So in conclusion, in my non-expert opinion, but based on the arrangement that has worked for my fiance, fiance and me, Liz should not agree to pay rent. Um, that helps contribute directly to Mr. Liz's equity in his home unless slash until they plan to marry. However, it's reasonable for Mr. Liz to split most of the unrecoverable costs of home ownership with a person sharing the space and for those monies to not be contingent on the relationship enduring. So I thought that was just like a very um, measured. Yeah, it was really measured. It's reasonable and it's like fair for both people. And then I also saw another... I can't remember where I, if I also saw this on the Discord um, or if someone had DM'd us this or just me. I don't know. We got messages from all over the place. Mm-hmm. But they had said that the, their partner owned a place or maybe they owned the place. And when they moved in together, instead of moving into that place, they rented it out and then lived in an apartment together. Mm. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting solution as well. Yeah. So another source of income too. Yeah. Yeah. That situation also provides like a little bit more 
equity for both people Mm -hmm. uh, because you're both making this decision together of like where you're going to live and like you're equally splitting all of the rent and responsibilities. It's a difficult thing to know how to navigate. So Mm -hmm. it's like people, you know, and more and more people are like in this same circumstance. Like I was talking to a couple of friends who are are also trying to figure out the same thing and she was like what did you guys land on and I was like we haven't yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but I mean yeah we were like I still have seven months of my lease let's just yeah do that totally. and then figure it out it's less stress right now there's just a lot happening so totally and like the answer might become more clear like why rush into it like, yeah exactly in like six months it might be like so obvious what mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. um and right now the universe is like yeah, now's not Bitch. the time. And let me, we let me think again. honestly, like, I don't think either of us feel like especially rushed to do anything. Yeah. So, and I also feel that way about like, like marriage when people ask me about that, especially because like Mr. Liz and I are approaching like three years and at our age, everyone's like, you're geriatric, you're a geriatric woman. So what are you going to do? And I just, I don't know. I think it's a a nice place to be in in a relationship where you're like, yeah, that'd be cool if that happens with us, but I'm like not running to the altar. It's just I'm I'm having a good time right now. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And if we get to a point where we're like, yeah, let's do it, then that's great. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've never had that perspective before, and it's really nice. Good. That's good to get to that point. I was having this conversation with Mr. Liz earlier this week about – um, I was applying for a job that had, uh, they offered coverage to get your eggs frozen. Like they paid for it. And I think that's really amazing. Like we don't see that. It's a huge progression for like women's health care and for that to be offered to be covered. I think that's amazing. Totally. Um, Mr. Liz did like freak out a little bit when I was like, I, I want to do this. That'd be cool. Um, uh, he and he was like do you want kids and I was like right now I'm a big fat no but it's like nice to have the option yeah. if like one day I change my mind however it's more so like he hasn't been up against the expectation his entire life being told like you can be anything but also you have to be a mother mm-hmm. you have to be a mom mm-hmm. and that it's really interesting to have like that perspective too of like, oh, the rest of the world like doesn't grow up with that being shoved down their throat. Yeah. Of like you have to be a mom regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter like who you are or what kind of relationship you're in. Like you have to have a kid. Right. I mean, it's always been like, when are you guys going to have kids? Instead of like, are you guys planning on having kids? It's always like, a, so when are you thinking about having a baby? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what? We, I, I never. I don't. It's uh, just. It's never the what. It's never the if. It's always the when. Yeah. In the question, which is interesting. Um, Anna Marie Tendler. Uh, she's John Mulaney's ex-wife. Um, she had recently gotten her eggs frozen, and she talked about it and said that like this. She said basically what I said, but more eloquently, which is just like, you know, you're told this from the beginning that there's this expectation to have children and so you want to like even if you don't want kids you still want to have the option Mm -hmm. because you can't just undo years and years and years of this being told to you right and also like you don't know how you're gonna feel 
in five years. Like, I like every mother that I know that I admire as a mother didn't want kids until their 30s. They were like, fuck no, hard no. And then they were like, oh, no, like I actually this is something that I want for myself. It just changed. I don't know if that feeling will ever change for me. And that's okay. But like it is nice to like have this amazing option where like, you know, if a job does offer to cover those expenses, that's why not? That's huge strides for for everyone yeah totally to have it as an option yeah so that was an interesting discussion that we were having that like I don't think a lot of people consider it's Mm -mm. just like yeah more and more people are realizing like they don't want to have kids yeah (laughs) they're going to therapy and they're like um actually never mind yeah I mean (laughs) more critically I think about this I also was telling a few people this like the big moment that I had that I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't want kids is um, thinking about having to help a kid with their homework. That is not what I expected you to <laughs> I say. I was like, oh, that would fucking suck. Like coming home after working all day and then having to like help someone do their homework. I just, it seems exhausting and it's something that I just like, don't want to do yeah my my realization was like when I started babysitting and like all of the shit that like kids expect from you in like a three-hour span I was like nope this is not this is not for me and I was very young but still like there was one family that I babysat that like I could not fucking stand I couldn't (laughs) stand her she was not like a brat she was just annoying and I was like what if my child is like this and my mom was always like it's different when it's your kid like that's what they all say but but then you're also like like, if this was my kid, I still wouldn't like her. Well, there's more and more people. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. What it, well, I, like, that's how I felt at the time. There's more and more people, um, like, expressing that they regret having children. Mm. Like, obviously, they love their children. But, like, I think it's nice that there's spaces like that for people to express those feelings. Because mm-hmm. um, you're not a bad person. It's just, like, that's just life, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been seeing we're, a lot of we're only human of, like, people that have children's like speaking openly about that like they didn't feel they didn't feel that connection with their baby right when the baby was born and they felt fucking awful they're like I held my baby for the first time and like I didn't have this overwhelming feeling of love that like everybody talks about having and it's like it must feel so isolating because you don't see people talking about that but there's no way that it's just you that feels that way it's also I feel like that is something that is like marketed to everyone Mm -hmm. like and then your baby's born and you're in love with them. And it's like, no one, you might not feel that way because postpartum depression is like a very real thing. And also you just went through so much physical labor. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine being in that much pain and then being expected to be like, you know, mom of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just there's not enough justice for the physical labor people go through <laughs> when giving birth. Um, and then I also like in the same vein, that is also like kind of um, the same thing is happening with like relationship expectations. Like you're marketed like you're when you know, you know, and you're gonna like just meet your one soulmate like. Yeah. It is possible for you to have 
other people on this planet that you would have an amazing connection with yeah it's not just like one person out there and you're out here trying to find them yeah and everybody has different expects like I I think that people have multiple change and like it's not always gonna be easy and that that is also something that like I feel like isn't a fair opinion like sure parts of your relationship should be easy like you know having great communication so like when conflict does arise you're both able to like talk about it and be respectful and like even if it's not solved and it's difficult because it's still going to be challenging everyone has challenges yeah and if your relationship doesn't have any challenges like how do you know it's even stable that was the I mean me and like my ex would never tell me when I did anything wrong and like I really wonder what the relationship would have been like if he would have just like put me in my place sometimes and like told me that I was being awful or like that I wasn't like you know because like and just telling you how he felt yeah because like, that's how hey you... when you did this it made me feel like this right and that's how you Can like, we do something else iron out kinks and relationships is like having those conversations of like you did this and it made me feel this way or like you like please don't do xyz and like Those are conversations that are so uncomfortable, but so, like, important for relationships to grow. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn how to do – like, you don't just, like – you're not just good at handling conflict. It's, like, something you have to figure out together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was recently reading an article by Psychology Today. I had looked up, like, how to feel your feelings because I I know that sounds weird. Like – um, but you're supposed to physically feel them in your body so you can process them. And I was like trying to, I was just looking into like an article that explained it. Cause I was like, how can I like do this more conscientiously? And, um, some things that I really liked that it said was just like the, these things that we perceive as negative feelings, like fear or sadness or whatever, like those things are bringing attention our body is bringing those feelings to our attention and our instinct is to react like to do something so we can make this feeling go away um and that's not how that's like not gonna solve your problem you know um so the thing that you should do like just because you feel these feelings doesn't mean you need to act on them um and what you should do is sit with them which is uncomfortable But when you sit with them and you don't judge those feelings and you start to kind of pull apart, like um, the example that the article used is like this hypothetical woman is just like at her wit's end with her husband, like neglecting her and like not doing these small things that she wants, like spending time with her and instead he's playing video games. And she's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Uh, And then it when she sits with the feelings of anger she realizes what she realizes what's underneath the anger is is hurt and sadness um because she feels like her needs aren't important to her partner mm. and then once you sit with those feelings you are able to like be more vulnerable with your partner or whoever you're talking to and i think vulnerability is like the most powerful tool you can use in handling conflict Mm -hmm. totally I mean like that's I think also a huge piece of mindfulness too just like allowing yourself to like exist in the emotion instead of running away from it like and it's so hard to do in the moment it takes a lot of practice I mean yeah it's meditation and that's like you can't just like meditate on the spot if you've never done it before but that it's like new habit forming when I first heard about mindfulness was when like I was 
talking to my therapist about like how like when I have a thought that I don't want to have my instinct is to be like don't think about it don't think about it don't think about it and that makes you think about it and she was like you should like go for a walk and like pay attention to your surroundings and be like oh the air feels like this and like the ground feels like this and like the the feelings that you have don't go away you just like kind of color in your picture with like a little bit more context so you don't like you know, focus on the thing 100%. And that has, like, really changed how I deal with things is, like, not, what was the metaphor? Like, not pulling the bus over before, like, dealing with the noise in the back. It's like you just, like, can keep driving and, like, quiet down the noise in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember you using that analogy. I DBT. can't remember specifically what sure it is. I'm pretty DBT therapy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't even know where to go from How there. How did we even get here? You've just been on a, you've been on one. I know. I, well, all of these things have just, I don't know, been bouncing around in my brain. And earlier I had coffee with a friend and we were like talking about a really similar conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I was just like, it was already on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, that's like a good friend to have those kind of conversations with too. Mm-hmm. I explained this to Mr. Liz yesterday, uh, like, cause I was telling him about the lens test thing we were doing and he was like, that sounds like fun, but also really uncomfortable because all these people are, you know, there's all these cameras pointed at you and people like essentially staring at your face through an HD lens. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what'd you even talk about? And I was like, 
Who fucking knows? What didn't we talk about? And then I was like, talking with Amelia is like having a conversation with my own inner monologue <laughs> because we like wherever our conversation goes, we're just like keeping up with each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, that's always what this podcast has been. Too. Yeah. And then I was like, that makes sense. Like why we have a podcast. Totally. People are always like, how do you guys not run out of things to talk about? And it's like, well, because we come with topics and then we only ever talk about one of them. So then they just roll into the next week because Mm -hmm. like our conversations just like go in so many different directions. We have so many things to say. Put us in a padded room with just us and well, I don't. Yeah, we'll make use of the time. We've been spending more time together and I feel like we have even more to talk about than usual. It's kind of beautiful. It is. I was like, I love it though. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Let's, let's like, like not stop. Yeah, let's spend like more and more time together all the time. Okay, I love that. Um, what's next? Um, I've been wanting to talk about, and also some people have asked us to talk about Milf Manor. Oh fuck! This new show that's on mm. that you have not watched. I know, and I like when I heard about it, I could not. I know everyone keeps comparing it to Milf Island on Thirty Rock. Oh, the fake TV show. So what Milf Manor is? If you haven't seen it. First of all, so jealous because I'm actually kind of hooked and I hate it for me. I'm like up to up to speed. I like record it every week. But and I started watching ironically. I was like, record it. Yeah, I'm on Hulu. Wait, how do you record it? Is it like do you pay for live TV on Hulu? No. Okay, that's. I see what you're saying. I like TiVo it. Remember TiVo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to say. I still call it TiVo. Does, TiVo has not existed for forever. People are like, it's called DVR. I'm like, oh, whatever. whatever. Just say recording. It's always going to be TiVo. Yes. So Milf Manor is a show where there are, I think there's eight moms and they introduce them first. Excuse me. They're called MILFs. <sighs> Sorry. Gotta, gotta give my respect. They have eight MILFs. They have eight MILFs. <laughs> they have eight MILFs. And they introduced all of them and they were talking about like how they have like high sex drive. Like they themselves were like, I have an extremely high libido, like stuff like that. And they like like dating younger men. Um, And then they like introduce the younger men that they're going to be dating on MILF Manor. And it's all of their sons. So I hate that. They are dating each other's sons and the sons are dating each other's moms. So they have to, like, see their moms dating younger men and, like, hooking up with younger men and, like, vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> this really feels like um, it's perpetuating, like, almost, like, grooming, I think. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to say, like, moms are grooming their sons to date them or women like them, like, mm-hmm. that remind them of their mom or something. I am thinking of it as more like... um. I don't know like I also don't like the sexualization of women in this aspect either of just like I'm a hot mom and I just like want to fuck all the time like yeah it's it's very much through a man's point of view Mm -hmm. and um if if the genders were reversed it would be creepy yeah and I mean, it's, and it's it is. very creepy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's an interesting icky. how they tried to like tee this up at the beginning of the show was like they the first two moms that they introduced had like tragic stories. Well, the first mom like got married really young and they had like 
three kids together and like then they just decided that they like weren't meant to be together and so like that was that but then the second one's husband died in a car accident when the kids were really young and she's just been like trying to live her life to the fullest since and like now she's like back in the game there's another mom whose daughter died this last year she's 28 so it's like they were like teeing it up like there's reasons that they are like trying to get back into the game and have something exciting and and do have some fun I also do want to acknowledge that there's obviously a different power dynamic with like an older woman versus an older man doing Mm -hmm. something like this like because historically an older man is going to um benefit in some way from like a naive younger woman Mm -hmm. um because the world is operating off of like a patriarchal system yeah so automatically they're going to have more power than the reverse yeah that's an interesting way to look at it well the like regardless it is still creepy they teed it up at the beginning as like a this like feminist project which was so fucking funny to see them try to do they're like men are allowed to be like dating younger women but there's like a societal thing against women dating younger men no let's like normalize dating people your own fucking age and like let's also normalize aging Uh uh-huh i'm sick of seeing everyone with the same fucking face yeah you know they're all getting the same Mm -hmm. like lip fillers and too much botox in the forehead which is like you know whatever your choice eyebrow lifts and i also think like uh I hate that I hate that like the shit you can do to your face is also having such quick trends you know Mm -hmm. like when is this gonna not be cool anymore it's like with eyebrows like when thin eyebrows were a thing and then like the really big like Nike eyebrow (laughs) was a thing oh my god it's just like, once I realized that, I was like, I think I'm just going to focus on doing things that um, are already look like me, but maybe just a little bit better, like um, getting my eyebrows microbladed just so they would match. Well, it's like, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> and not doing anything, like, I'm not doing any weird shape. It's like my regular eyebrow shape, just like filling in a couple of spots. It just turns into this thing where it's like, when you're in an environment like this is one of the moms her name's kelly she goes by disco mommy um you can just go through her page she's just like yeah and i mean she has a filter on her face in that but in all of her interviews it's like you can really tell like how much work she's gotten done because like her neck is aging normally but her face isn't and it's like you see these people and it's like they're living in an environment where everybody looks like this and like once you do a few things it's like oh that was it's like getting tattoos. It's like, oh, like that's kind of like I can change this thing about me. And then like you do another thing and then you do another enough. thing and then you yeah. do another thing. Yeah. Um, and you have this doctor that's like, well, next time we're here, like if you wanted to do X, Y, Z, we could like pump this up. And the comparison game is an ugly one. Yeah. It's like when the eyebrow lady asked me if I want to get my lip wax too. I'm like, do I fucking like, need it? You. Why did you suggest this? If I don't need too? <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> You know that's going to make me insecure and say yes. But I always say no because that shit hurts. Yeah. I've Uh. never got – I have tried to like – like I've had – if you've had even just a zit on your upper lip, oh, that shit hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I get so many zits on my upper lip. It's so annoying. It's so – you know what I've been getting a lot of? Zits in my ear. Your ear? Have you ever had that? 
Um, like deep. I think once. No, oh not God, deep. So Mine have just bad. been kind of like on the oh my God, outside. So bad. I'm like, am I? I've had a zit in my nose. Oh shit. I had those more as a teenager. I haven't had one in a while. I have a friend that has been dealing with um scabbing in his nose for like a year and a half he's just like there's just like scabs that won't heal in his nose and so he went to the doctor and like was like i'm just like scabs on my nose and it was MRSA he just had MRSA staph infection for like a year and a half and he just took antibiotics and cleared it and now it's gone but like still isn't that fucked anyway cautionary tale i hate that um i didn't even know yeah apparently you can get staph infection in your nose well yeah there's naturally occurring staph on your hands and your face oh so new fear unlocked fun fact of the week (laughs) Mercy fact of the week back to milf island oh yeah um yes so this show if you've watched it, you know. There's something very, very addictive about it. There's so much drama. There's, like, people fighting over moms. Moms fighting over I can, guys. I, I fully understand why it's just, like, it, appealing. It's a train wreck. Of, yeah. It's, like, one of those things where you're, like, I don't want to look away. You can't. Because I can't fucking believe this is happening. There is the oldest woman in the house and the youngest guy in the house have a, a romantic relationship. Guess how old he is? <laughs> 22. 20. He's not even 21. Mm-hmm. he's 20 and no. she's like in her she's like 63 oh my god yeah it's and at first she was like you're a little too young but then like in the preview for coming up on this season they're like together it's just like can you i can't even i i am 31 and i can't even imagine having any sort of like what the fuck am i supposed to talk to a 20 year old guy about right what do you have in common like in, even as a 31 year old adult woman mm-hmm. i'm just like you are eons behind the level of awareness I need you to have. Like there's, you need to go through some life experiences before we can have any sort of meaningful connection or conversation. (laughs) I mean, that's like the thing with like Leonardo DiCaprio dating another Mm 19-year-old, another 19-year-old. It would be so intimidating. Like I can't even imagine being in that position now let alone as a young person like if i were 19 and leonardo dicaprio hit on me i think i'd bitch out and be like no yeah no thank you this is too much pressure for me totally it would be fun and like just like in the dms for like a sec yeah yeah (laughs) that would end there like this is too serious goodbye yeah i don't actually don't want anything to do with this thank you though but it's like that conversation is so like hot topic right now about like the age differences i like that more people are talking about it yeah i mean it's gross Uh, it it does remind me a lot of demi lovato's song Mm -hmm. about wilmer valderrama yeah and now people are reflecting on this weird creepy shit that like adult male actors have said and done Mm -hmm. with or about literal underaged girls yeah yeah like 15 year old girls Mm -hmm. like Wilmer Valderrama was like what 21 22 when he dated Mandy Moore and she was 15 fucking 15 it's like if there's something there that's making you like you know want to date such young people like go to therapy yeah let's like think about that like what is that well and also like the 15 it's also been shoved in our face just kind of like our bodies looking like children's bodies is supposed to be the beauty standard Mm -hmm. and we need to pause for a moment think about that really just like think about why that's not okay yeah (laughs) 
and why you need to protect your daughters from everybody. <laughs> yeah, truly. I really wanted to ask Instagram, and I, I never did, but I really wanted to ask like s- what people s- thought was more societally accepted and acceptable. Like if you had to choose one, older women dating younger guys or older men dating younger women. If like if you had to choose one, which one is more acceptable? And like I actually don't know because like you always see like Hugh Hefner with like, you know, the house bunnies mm-hmm. and then you never really like whenever you see an older woman dating a younger guy it's like what the fuck is he doing with her like what it's like more questions mm-hmm. like I, I don't know so I, it would just be interesting to know like how well, people feel even, about it let's also think about this from like a pornographic perspective I mean we've already had conversations about how porn is just like only through the male lens and you can see and consume a naked woman's body however you want before you even actually have any physical contact with women but like how much is like milfs and moms and stepmoms sexualized Mm -hmm. a lot and versus like you know stepdad that'd be it's fucking creepy yeah first of all yeah like stepmom and like milf porn is just like so much more common um so i think that's also why it's like it's why like when young men are groomed and assaulted by teachers who are women it's like almost like congratulatory they're like oh holy shit you're fucking the teacher applaud him yeah Yeah. whereas the reverse is just like yeah this man is a predator Mm -hmm. so and i mean it is like you know as they get older like the when it's like a female teacher the the boys are like that was so predatory and it's Absolutely. sad it's sad because it's like it is more of like a pat on the back from like you know their peers than it is for like pretty little liars was like, i never watched that but i did see i like, never watched I've it either some conversations online where people are like i'm realizing that this girl's parents aren't the bad guy for being like you can't date your fucking teacher yeah Right. And that was such like people like fucking loved that relationship. And like when you like back up a little bit and really look at it's it for what it is. It's very predatory. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Anywho. And illegal. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if like if y'all have now that <laughs> we've already talked about the Discord on this episode, but I want to like know if anybody on the Discord has <laughs> watched Milk Manor and how they feel about it. I I truly so the comedian who we haven't talked about in a long time um was like doing his own little watch party on his instagram story and i had no idea what it was at that point and he was like making commentary about it and i was like what the fuck is this fucking show that he's watching and then i kept hearing more and more and more about it and like it's kind of like kicked up a lot of like people are like i can't wait until like 20 years from now when we're talking about how fucked up milf manor was but hey we're talking now, about it now exactly yeah totally <laughs> but like now too like people are starting to watch it like unironically like just like well i mean like now i'm kind of like into the storyline it's it's a weird it's a weird thing who fucking knows it's very taboo and like how how and how it's like presented especially like with these kids having to watch their moms hook up with like guys their age yeah that's the part that is also like especially weird to me yeah it's It's like you as a parent are 
portraying something that could become very dangerous. One of them. You're exposing your child to thinking that something like this is okay. Yeah. And not questioning it. Um, and you're doing it because you get to be on TV about it. One of the, so they had this like challenge called Wall of Secrets where they had to like try to stump their mom and their kid to like, so they wouldn't, like they had to guess incorrectly which one their secret was whatever and one of the secrets that the mom had was that she slept with her son's best friend can you imagine how fucked up it would be to find out that your parent hooked up with your best friend that is uh, my world would fall apart and they like played it off like i'm unwell they kept interviewing the son like you know in like confessional and he was like so fucked up about it obviously he's like i don't know how the fuck to he's like i wish she took that to her grave i like don't know how to feel about this he got like really drunk that night and was like swimming like nude in the pool because he was just like so like he just got drunk about it um well also if this is like if these if these kids are i'm gonna call them kids if mm -hmm. they're like in their 20s and this happened at some point like it could have happened when their friend was like potentially underage Mm. yeah a good but point. Ev- even so, it's just like even a kid in their 20s. Like my mom used to work at a high school. Like these kids are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Any any man under the age of. No, I can't even put an age on it. It's just like. But any person, any person under the age of like 26, their brain is still developing. Yeah. They're in like a very impressionable period in their life where like, you know, the the part of your brain that can understand the consequences of your actions isn't done developing yeah so you could just like be be creating future trauma right now totally i don't know i i don't like it it's very icky to watch like it's Mm -hmm. very i showed i had a friend over on friday and i was like you have to witness this like cultural phenomenon that's happening and she was in her hoodie with it like all the way zipped up like in a shell watching it because she was just like so cringed just out really uncomfortable yeah well remember like yeah there used to be so many fucked up shows on tv like mm-hmm. that one um like i can't remember what it was called but uh where a bunch of women compete to get plastic surgery done oh my god before that's their right. wedding or something and then there's another one that was like extreme makeover because we all know about extreme home makeover. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was just extreme makeover yeah. where, yeah, you do the same thing. You compete to get plastic surgery done. Oh, I didn't know plastic surgery was involved in extreme makeover. Yes. Fucked. Mm-hmm. Just Jeez crazy. Louise. Yeah, the television is... I just watched Curtis Connor reacting to... Curtis Connor and Drew Gonzalez... Danny Gonzalez? Danny Gonzalez. Drew Gooden, Danny Gonzalez. I always get, I always call um, Danny Gooden. Danny Gonzalez, right? Drew Gooden? Yeah. Danny, yes. Yeah. I just watched him <laughs> and Curtis Connor reacting to Parental Control. Do you remember oh, that yeah. show? Fucking wild. I made Where a YouTube they're, video. They're like, we don't like our child's boyfriend or girlfriend, yeah. so we're going to pick a new person to set them up with, mm-hmm. and then at the end, they have to decide if they want to be with, like... One of the girls or their girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be staged. Oh, absolutely. I have a friend that was on. These adult people were saying some fucked up things about literal kids. Yeah. I mean, it was all scripted. All these people are such bad actors. Now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God. Like, they were just. Do you remember Date My Mom? Yeah. 
That was on for like a minute. And next... I loved Next. Where they like go on a few dates. You know what killed me? I made like TikTok videos of like if Next existed today and it was like people's dating profiles. Like and I was like (laughs) stepping down a ladder like I was getting off the bus and then it would have like the facts and people were like, why are you walking down a ladder? And I'm like, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me that y'all don't know what Next is. Well, they had no idea. I was like, this was like a moment in my childhood. And it's bizarre to me that there are people that exist that did not know about Next. When I was in seventh grade, I had a sleepover and my friends and I acted out um, an episode of Next. We all had like a different character. Oh my God. It was really fun. I think I was the main person going on the dates. Oh my God. And you got to choose who you Next (laughs) I, ha- I think I hated all of them. It was like for the sole purpose of just like everyone being a loser. I, it was fun. That is so I miss doing shit it's like very that. very seventh grade. That's so fun. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So this kind of leads to, not next in parental control, but like the MILF, DILF, like even like GILF kind of things that are going on. Um, I heard a fun fact. Well, sorry to interrupt you. The idea of a DILF is so different than the idea of a MILF. Because a DILF is just like, a dilf is just like maybe an attractive guy like being a dad. Mm. You're just like, oh my god, that guy is like kind of cute, and he's just like so adorable with his baby. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, a hot guy doing the bare minimum to be a parent, which Damn. is sad. Controversial yet brave. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> um, so I I posted a TikTok of like um at the beginning of it i was like dad if you're watching this this is a joke like i've never touched a boy and then it was like what's my kink or like what's my biggest turn on and it landed on choking and all of these comments on my fucking video were like well kinks are inherited yeah i did not fucking know that that was like they don't know for sure they don't know okay like there's no i have seen that and i'm like i wish i could unlearn that i was like i bet if it's not true take it back the potential of it not being true would be take it lovely back i was like please don't please don't tell me that but so anyway so i went on this deep dive of like how kinks how people have kinks Mm -hmm. and there's like nobody really knows but there's like schools of thought and like there's like if because um there's a theory about puppies this is leading to my point that puppies are easy to clean up after because mama dogs will stimulate the puppy's genitals to make them go to the bathroom and then they'll drink it but this is (laughs) i say this to say like some people have like peeing and pooping kinks because like they'll have been stimulated at some point while peeing or pooping like maybe like by themselves like by someone I don't who knows but like that kind of shit when you associate an action with pleasure you start to like 
condition yourself to be turned on by that thing, mm-hmm. which made me think like, I feel like you could make yourself have really any kink yeah. if it's all about conditioning. I saw something that I can't remember if it was like Reddit or Twitter or if it's just like internet lore, but someone saying they like conditioned themselves to have a foot fetish because they started out just joking about it and then it just turned into like not a joke anymore. And then they were like, wait, I actually am turned on by this now because I like leaned into the joke too hard. Interesting. But I do think, well, yeah, like naturally also like you're when you are having sex or something or you know in a place of physical pleasure you are more willing to accept like any sort of like touch or whatever as being sexual Mm -hmm. in that circumstance um so really circumstance does play a lot yeah of a role in it yeah um because your brain is just more open to stimulation like new stimulation being sexual Mm -hmm. you know like if i'm having sex and my partner like slaps me in the face that's and i like that yeah it's because i'm more open-minded to that but if like they slapped me in the face like when i'm doing the dishes or something it's not like the context is important i'm not gonna like that right and then also that's abuse (laughs) totally i mean it is it does have to do with like if you feel good in the moment of the person doing it yeah like so that's why there is that like gray area with like the the joking about foot fetishes Mm -hmm. but like it is interesting there are some i don't remember what the word was of like people that think like a little bit more abstractly of like if they get like a like a random boner for example they're not they're like some people aren't able to think in ways that are like oh that's just like something that just like happens sometimes like as i'm going through puberty like whatever and so they'll start to associate the boner with like something that's happening in their environment so it's like oh like maybe that lamp turned me on and then they get like a lamp fetish like pavloving ourselves yeah exactly and i think that that is it started with a d the way of thinking but anyway it's it was so interesting to like hear about all this different research behind why Mm -hmm. these things well i mean so emily nagowski like covers this a little bit and come as you are in just terms of like scientific experiment like if i think i also talked about this on the podcast not too long ago but like if you put a little jacket on a rat the first time it copulates with someone or someone another rat (laughs) specifically yeah specifically (laughs) another rat um then that is what they're going to like come to expect like they they need to be wearing their little jacket to mm-hmm. be able to have sex yeah and their sexual performance goes decreases if they're not wearing their little jacket yeah exactly so bodies and brains are weird they really are they're always changing in ways that we don't understand it's nuts how little we know about our brains yeah it's our brains studying our brains studying our brains studying our brains whoa brain blast um uh, kind of unrelated question for you okay that I was thinking about on my way over um what celebrity has a chokehold on you that you would not look twice at if you saw them on the street as just like a like a normal everyday person oh you mean like I I think they're attractive as a, like an an actor or actress and then yeah based on personality okay so like if you saw them on the street like for example mine is Matt Reif I, I have no idea who that is. You've seen him. He's a comedian. He's okay. he is like 
the chokehold that he has on me mm-hmm. right now and also the entire internet is crazy because like you see a picture of him and he's not like you know he's not bad looking but mm-hmm. if i saw him on the street i wouldn't be like whoa just you know? a guy like here here he is does it look familiar no this person the most i hate to say it <laughs> I, I don't know, know who, who this man, man is <laughs> But if I saw him on the street, wouldn't think twice. This man occupies a lot of my thoughts. Huh. So who's yours? Who's your Matt Rife? This guy is attractive, though. I know, but he's not my... T- he's not... He's, like, pretty. Like, I wouldn't be like, whoa, who's That's that? That's true. You do, like, kind of like a grizzly-looking man. Yeah. Um, that who would mine be? That is such a good question. I think uh, the person who plays Rhaenyra on house of dragons Rhaenyra yeah I, I can't remember their name Emma Darcy mm-hmm. oh is this the spoke sp- sp- godliato or whatever yeah the Negroni spagliato <laughs> yeah I don't know like wow yeah they are a I wouldn't gorgeous look, gorgeous person I like on the street not sure if I would like yeah bat an eye but like seeing them in interviews and their vibe yeah. i don't know yeah absolutely I also, I also just like really love like an androgynous vibe absolutely which is just funny because i haven't actually like dated anyone with that with that kind of vibe but it's yeah. also hard to come by totally totally but i love like androgyny is very attractive to me totally oh i saw the that reminded me i meant to send this to you this like androgynous god on <laughs> tiktok um who's like whole thing is like sh- they love when gay men slide into their dms thinking that they're a gay man <laughs> <laughs> um but they are seriously like so fucking beautiful and like i've never really i've always been very like you know testosterone driven but androgyny can be is so beautiful i have just always liked it Mr. Liz and I were talking about facial piercings, um, like if he had a facial piercing, and I was like, you have like such a perfect nose, like you could totally rock a nose ring. He was like, what if I did snake bites? And I was like, no, no, I like that. What? Yeah. I'm like, ooh, a sn- like a little lip ring, <sighs> like a lip ring, and then like some eyeliner. I was like, you better stop. You better, you stop. better stop. <laughs> act up. Okay. Here's the person. Gabby is their name. They're giving like um, they're a little too young for me, but they are giving like fuckboy yes energy, and maybe that's why I love them. I'm like, this is new for me. My best Welcome. friend has always been so into androgynous people. Like she's always been like even when we were younger, like the boys that she would have crushes on were like very like girly looking. And I was always like, what the, what is that? Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Same. <laughs> yeah. I never had that, but you know, there are some people. That's... And the older I got, the more I'm like, I have range. <laughs> if you are attractive physically yeah. and or personality wise, I am interested. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if someone's attractive and their personality sucks, I'm like, meh. Yeah, right. I'm out. Totally. And for that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> See, I'm straight. I only date men, and I don't think that I would, like, cause st- 
I've never like con- like considered straying from that. You know what I mean? Oh my god, the the panic that happened with straight women when Ruby Rose was oh on Orange is the New Black. Oh my yeah. god, people were having a fucking meltdown. I know. I know. And I was like, "Let can we just can you guys calm down?" Where did Ruby Rose is, go? I don't know. That's just a great disappeared. Question. Just blipped off the planet. Um, she was a DJ for a bit. Maybe oh, she's shit. still DJing. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, what's the hot lesbian DJ? No, it's like everyone's like final. No, <laughs> there's like their swan song. Their, of their swan career. song. Yeah, it's like playing like, at a and casino. And now I'm gonna be a DJ. Yeah, I guess I'll DJ. DJ Polly D. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I do, but I do. But yeah, no, that that was definitely the beginning of the end for mm-hmm. straight women. I did go see her DJ once. You did? Uh huh. Was she good? I mean, I was drunk at a club. It's oh, all right. You, you were can't in really Las Vegas. go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Damn, very it cool. It was fun, and she ends every set with "Sweet Child of Mine." Fun. That's a good song to yeah, end on. It you, really you, is. You leave high. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that was all that I had to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's a good, I feel like that's a fun discussion to have. I think so too. Also, my like celebrity crushes just like cycle pretty often. There's not one person that I'm like, yeah, this is my ride or die hall pass mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just have like a different crush, a different celebrity crush flavor of the week yeah yeah it just kind of happens when it happens totally i, need I to don't start... have one right now god matt reif man i think adam driver is a consistent for me uh yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say do you think if you saw adam driver on the street as like an everyday See, person i thought that and i was i was like would i still be attracted to him and it's still a hard yes Damn. and it's it's not because of how he looks either like it's his entire like vibe yeah and you can tell that it resonates off screen like it's not just like this like draw on screen it's not this magnetic type of thing like as a character Mm -hmm. it is you can just tell like that's how he is in interviews and he's an interesting guy yeah i don't know totally i feel that i feel that i'm in and for that reason i'm in Uh amen (laughs) Um, before we wrap, do you want to play a quick a quick round of top or bottom? Ooh, yeah, I love this game. Okay, I have I have nothing prepared, so I'm just gonna look around the room and You're try to look out. at stuff. I'll close my eyes. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. Um. Top or bottom? Top. No. <laughs> Analog clocks. Top. Digital clocks. I feel like all clocks are tops. Why? I don't know why. I I. They decide the time. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to tell you what time it is. Yeah. This is, it's, it's the time. That is, that's big top energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Um, let me think of a celebrity. Um, <laughs> who's like a hot topic right now? Laverne Cox, top or bottom? Oh, um, I'm going to say top. She does give big top energy. Yeah, I think it's just because like I've I've really only I've seen Laverne Cox in only like two things. 
obviously the main one being orange is the new black right and she's just like such a badass in that yeah yeah so that's yeah. how she seems on like red carpet interviews too she's yeah. very like she doesn't fuck around no don't. and that's where I, th- I get like some top energy from her mm-hmm. okay good answer mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 answer Thank all right you. last one i can just see her as like a dominatrix you know yeah so good for her yeah i like that for her um all right last one uh candelabras Ooh, candelabra because you saw my candelabra Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to have an unbiased opinion because as a bottom i want to say bottom yeah for candelabras there's just something like so romantic about a candelabra i think it it depends on the candle that's in the candelabra like right Mm -hmm. now your candelabra is giving like big top energy and i think it's because there's black candles in there it feels a little bit glittery yeah you're right it just feels like a very large and in charge candelabra right now that's true but like i feel like if they were like you know a lighter like a like a lighter color i don't know mm-hmm. they it's just giving i think regardless for me it's giving um bottom okay. energy because i just also like maybe like a more like femme fatale kind of bottom mm-hmm. and not like what you would normally can like think of like oh like a like a soft little bottom yeah yeah know? yeah it, it's more of like a femme fatale power bottom energy yeah candelabras are a power bottom mm-hmm. you heard it here first folks so grab yours today <laughs> well go to your local antique shop <laughs> go to your local home goods pick up a a candelabra Whoa. grandpa is giving amelia just like the biggest like i love you face he is admiring her like a goddess. We are in as love. As he should. We are in love. I love this you guy are. so fucking much. You guys have a special connection. I would lay down in traffic for you. I think this is a good place to end. Now that my cat's finally quiet. He's purring so loud. Yeah, he sounds like a little motorboat. All right. Well, thank, thank you for listening. Love you. I children she gave me the high note i did did you like that and i even stayed on the low note i appreciate it yeah and you you are we're a fabulous conductor thank you so you really i mean you're a a fabulous yeah thank you for that thank you wow